It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy. And it's about people. It's about... Fin it's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept. Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny, uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great place, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over and are dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. To Generation Skywalker. You're listening to the latest episode of The Modern Way. And um, joining me, of course, are my, uh, my little modern modern day men, actually. They're all very modern with their uh, dress sense and their hairstyles. Uh, I've got with me Craig Spivey. Good evening, Craig. Hello. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, Stuart. How are you? Not bad, mate. First, first episode we've recorded since before Christmas. So, uh, yeah, everything good with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Everything's groovy at this end. Brilliant. Uh, we've also got Dan Burgess with us. Good evening, Dan. Good evening. How are you, mate? Very good, very good. Looking forward to getting back in the chair and talking Star Wars. Yeah, me too, me too. Uh, we've also got Mark Daniels. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. Good evening, boys. And Grant Criddles with us as well. Good evening, Grant. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you, Grant? Because um, have you have you moved on from uh, Quiz Night? No. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys. It has been a little while since we recorded, but we have had Christmas, and I know that um, I don't think there's been many pre-orders out. But has anyone added any modern stuff since since we last recorded? Um, Dan, you normally pick up a thing or two. I've got a list. <laughs> a list. There you go. So we've got a I've got a George Lucas Stormtrooper on a vintage card back from a few oh. years back, and been after that for a while. And yeah, one came up at a good price. I picked that up. What do they What do they sell for at the moment? Oh yeah, some of them, some people want like eighty quid from an e on eBay. I think I got mine for thirty. It was a mail away, so I haven't got the the white mailer, but it's in the the star case it came with. Yeah, and it looks looks nice. Nice. So, sorry, Dan. Is what is that the two thousand and two was it two thousand and three saga one? Is it? Yeah, it's a pilot. Two thousand and six. Uh, is it saga the, the saga collection? And it's yeah, it's uh, George Lucas in a stormtrooper costume. So it's got a vintage card back, and it's the the the, the, the stormtrooper card back, but it's got George Lucas on the. George Lucas the Stormtrooper, not George Lucas the X-Wing pilot. Aye. Right, Storm... okay. Yeah, yeah. 
so that's the first one and i got um i've got one two three four five six vintage collection figures so i've got the rogue one darth vader so that got released i've got the armorer moff gideon and the mando and beskar i got the remnant stormtrooper and i got the carbonized death trooper all on the mando card backs so i've picked all of those up and then i got a boba fett lego helmet for christmas i got a millennium falcon death lamp what else have we got oh i got the i got a hot toys darth vader so i've done the cherry on a hot toy that's, that's quite hot... interesting because you uh i think in the first and second episodes of this <laughs> podcast you were kind of like i can't warrant pulling the trigger on a hot toys because of the cost but you you've got one what, what, what do you think of it you got darth vader lovely figure I I was so excited when it came. I was I had intentions of of, of doing an unboxing video, but I I couldn't wait. So <laughs> I tore straight into it and set it up and had it on the coffee table. And I said, to her, "Oh, what do you think of that? It's brilliant!" Isn't it? She was like, "Whatever floats your boat." So <laughs> it's like, oh, it was great. Put all the batteries in it. I've got it on display now. I've sold my hyper reels. They're gone. Um, well, that's yeah, surprising because they're probably a little bit better than hot toy. <laughs> and I've got three more on pre order. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to swear then, but I won't. But you, yeah, you, you've you've sent me down. <laughs> well, I look forward to uh, to hearing your hot toys as you get them in, mate. And it, is is that your lot? But there's one more thing we've spoken about it on previous shows. Is this Mandalorian Monopoly board game that came with the Remnant Stormtrooper Retro Collection? So I, I did get that, but purely for the for the figure. But the game's brilliant. It's so good. We, me and the boy have had at least four or five games of it over Christmas, and I don't know how familiar you guys are with with the concept. I know we spoke about it on the show, but it's it's, it's a really short game of Monopoly. It probably takes about forty minutes to play. You've got other pieces on the board representing Moff Gideon, and he's other. You know, I think he's a Death Trooper piece and an Incinerator piece, and they basically chase you around the board. And if they they land on a square and a child and he's on, and he's on his own, the game's over. So literally within three rolls of the dice, the game could be finished. But it's really good fun. It's such a good game. It's not like one of these normal branded monopoly games with just star wars splashed on the front of it it's its own thing and it's it's really worth getting did, did you beat him every time uh, i think we've had a it's been yeah i think it's it's pretty even spread i think the empire won twice i've won twice and he's won twice something like you that don't, you don't go easy on him do you no no no, no not at all no, he won't learn anything like that exactly, yeah yeah he was my kid as i smack a swing ball at his head every time we play it's uh got to learn the hard way well, he told me he was good at chess, and he keeps beating his mum. And then he played me; he hasn't beat me once yet. So yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't put any punches. <laughs> good stuff. Gron, have you added anything? Uh, I don't think I've got anything toy related, mate. I got one of those tiki glasses that you made us buy to be part of the podcast crew. Wee, good man. And I, I bought a, a uh, some uh, Hanning carbonate carpet or a mat, and uh, I got some some batches of Phantom Menace crew paperwork. So nothing really toy related. If that counts as modern, I don't know. The the rug, did you make sure it fitted in the gap before you bought it? Uh no. I have to move everything <laughs> around again. Is the rug going up the side of your cabinets? It, it might have to move to outside the, the room. <laughs> well, in your living room. I've, I've literally just moved everything around. So the computer's in the middle of the room, and now the computer's no longer in the middle of the room. So it's actually bigger than um, what it would be like in real life. It's huge. <laughs> it's more like uh, a, a Hanning Carbonate runway. <laughs> um, what Tiki mug do you buy? Tauntaun, mate. Oh, Obviously, need... the, the, the third best character in all of Star Wars. I need the Tauntaun. Nice piece. Yeah, baby, nice, people, nice baby blue colour. Good choice, yeah. Yeah, very nice. And Mark, have you bought anything? Um, no, the only thing, the only modern thing I have sort of pre-ordered is the uh, Mandalorian Nerf rifle. I, I got that in pre-order as soon as they were available on Zavi. I, I, I've, I've got to have one of those. Uh, not necessarily for the gun, I just love the box. 
Yeah, it's a nice looking toy, actually, isn't it? I, I a lot of people moaning about the price point on that, but I've got a feeling when they start hitting and people start actually getting them and unbo- unboxing them, I think there'll be a mad dash to try and get one because it, just from how it looks on the images, I, I, I think it's going to be a bit of a sleep that one. How much is it in the UK? I, I think it was about £100, more or less £100, £99.99, which... You know, in, when you start talking about Star Wars collectibles, it's not a bad price, really. That's and it, it's, isn't it? It's four, it's four foot long as well. It's, it's 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 not a small thing. It's 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 massive. Yeah, I, I think that's good. I think that's good. Me and Dan have spent a lot more on Master of the Universe Origins in the last week than that. I, so I should be buying some of that as well. Oh, mate, I've gone crazy, but that's such a conversation for another day. Uh, have we got the Grace call on order? I have. I did it yesterday. Yeah. Craig, have you purchased anything? Quite a lot. I mean, it's been a while since we've had this conversation, isn't it? And we've had Christmas between, and I've just had a big birthday. So there's, there's quite a lot here. I'll try and whiz through um, some highlights. But, you know, if I go on too long, just just shout. Uh, first up, I just wanted to mention before Christmas, uh, a new proof in the Chromalin Strikes Back arrived. Me and you, Stuart, and Generation Skywalker as an entity, all got shout-outs in the third printing of a new proof, so I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, and give that a shout-out. Great, great books. We should probably give it some time to review them properly. I was also offered a job lot of six pretty big Star Wars Lego sets for a really good price just before Christmas, so I, I bought those. They're mainly Clone Wars era. I might just do them to check completeness and maybe sell them on, but yeah, that's keep me quiet. On the back of the gift guide that we did, way way back i went off and inspired by mark's suggestion bought battlefront for kimberly and then i found a a luke x-wing black series pilot helmet on a, on a Black Friday deal, so I bought her that as well for Christmas. So she was sat, sat shooting TIE fighters wearing her helmet, which is very cute. And also the Jabba and, uh, and Bib Tiki mug. So they, they were things, modern things I bought, but for someone else. But they live in the house, so I thought I'd mention those. And then I, I bought some little Christmas presents for myself. So, you know, I do those little groupings of Black Series figures and the, the, uh, the covers from the magazines and things. And I don't know whether it was seeing Luke in the mandalorian just before christmas and the anniversary of carrie's death which is obviously always on the 27th of december but it was very much on my mind again this thing that bothers me which is that han and luke and leah never got this scene together you know in the in the sequels so i i took it on myself to try and fix that in in photoshop took me a while took me a while to source the images that we worked and kept playing around with them but i wanted to create that sort of what if publicity photo that we never got of the three of them so i kind of got something i was relatively happy with but i went and bought the the black series figures to go with that so the han and the general leah and the uh the luke from um the last jedi all between about Eight ninety nine and fourteen ninety nine, so you know, parking figures really for Black Series. So I've got that as a little set now, which I need to put together. I need to get the get the image printed and framed. But that's that was a little project that I set myself between Christmas and New Year. I also bought some Shadows of the Empire bits for my uh, for that, another side focus that I have. So a couple of cheap Italian Power of the Force two figures and a lovely promotional poster for the for the for the Tops cards Hildebrand art, which is very nice. And then my birthday's just gone, and it was it was it was a big birthday, so I got spoiled the Lego. Death Star was was my main present from Kimberly, which is incredible. I don't know when I'm going to start it or where I'm going to put it, but that's cool. And also from a mate of mine, the Tashin book, the the archive book, the big one. It's so nice. <laughs> 
I, I opened it, but I don't touch it until I bought some little white gloves from Amazon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a huge so, book, isn't it? It's a proper coffee table book. Oh, it's it's massive and it's brilliant. I mean, I've only had a, a little flick through, properly review that. Yeah, that's quite a lot of modern, really, for seven weeks or so we've since we last spoke. It, it is, mate. You've been proper busy. And I, I love the um your Photoshop idea. You're always up to something. You and Mark are always in that creative kind of zone. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to switch straight over to the uh, enhanced version now just to see the image (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna ask about you what you've been buying apart from masters of the universe so the vintage collection i did decide to get the vintage collection mandalorian figures which i will unpackage keep the card backs get rid of the bubbles and um display the figures with the razor crest now we're going to get onto the razor crest in a bit later because i think i was the first one to order it out of us lot and i've got issues with zavi because i ordered something else alongside it they're not sure my order's gone through which for a big company is ludicrous absolutely ludicrous it's just got processing on they still haven't taken my money get a mine for a grand it's an ongoing (laughs) issue at the moment so i've ordered i think i've got seven of the vintage collection but i couldn't tell you you what off the top of my head because they were boxed up and put away so but i'll tell you what i did arrive and i think it was when we were doing the um the beer show we talked about the beer flight uh rancor teeth in the wooden base and um i pulled the trigger just before christmas on that and it arrived about a week ago oh it's amazing it's a beautiful thing the issue is i haven't got much room in my office it's taken up a lot of space anyone that was tempted by that i know jez was tempted by it i would say go and pull the trigger i got a really good deal i think i bought it actually a couple of days before christmas it was on a buy it now but it had the best offer and i just put in a cheeky low offer and I accepted it and i didn't pay any customs or anything it, i don't know it just just went really swimmingly that's cool I, i'm tempted as well i did go and have a look and they are they're sort of comparable to the to the big cheeky things aren't they really Quite yeah cool. some of them come up on ebay and they're, and they're ridiculously high but i think there's enough that come up at a reasonable price so actually tiki mugs and um, my in-laws my mother-in-law bought me the hand in carbonite which is just ridiculously big i mean i know the jabber and that are big but that is it is huge it is square you've got that one haven't you dan yeah brilliant it's enormous <laughs> I, I put a um i made myself a rum and coke in that on boxing day and it took half a bottle of rum <laughs> And I was like, all right. Which so I guess good. he's to scale, isn't he, with the with the with the other mugs, and then you've got all the extra around him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just a big big mugger. You could plant in it. You could you could have a couple of them out in your garden as like plant pots. And they don't it really is more like a vase, isn't it? If I got a bunch of flowers and I didn't know where to put them, I think I would pull that off the shelf. The only other thing, I, I got my son a, an Oculus, the Oculus Two for Christmas. Ah, oh, the Star Wars games, isn't it? Are fantastic. I mean, I've bought him all of them, all three Vader Immortals and the um, Galaxy's Edge game. Brilliant. Anybody that's tempted, I am. Um, I think I paid 400 quid for it. It is worth every penny. Worth every penny. It's amazing. And Beat Saber, I mean, just jiving with lightsabers. What more could you want? So cool. But that's all I can think of for the minute. I'm sure there's other stuff. But boys, I'm just going to put this out generally rather than go around the circle. But anyone got an actual plan in their head of what they want to do in 2021 with regards to um, modern collecting? I think mine's displaying. I've got all my vintage up and it looks great, but I want to try and display some of my modern now. So yeah, I am looking for some more Deltoffs and I probably will be selling some stuff along the way as well to, to make some room. But yeah, I'm having a bit of a clear out this year, I think, and tidy up. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same. Need to focus on just, yeah, thinning it out making some room rearranging some things yeah find somewhere to put this lego death star oh mate i've got mine mine is built in my office it is a big lump <laughs> you do need some room i, I built it about this time last year craig oh, it took me ages yeah it's gonna be a long-term project <laughs> how's your cantina build going oh we did that over christmas that's finished is it yeah yeah that's cool i loved it it was uh it's a great little thing well a great big thing 
it's uh, it's in several pieces dotted around one room at the minute but yeah that's part of part of why we need to jig things around and, and find these things home and uh, mark grant any plans was it just continuing as it were i just um, I'm, I'm just absolutely stoked for the razor crest I, I, c- I cannot wait for that thing to start landing really excited for that and the retro line the mando were retro line I'm looking forward to getting yeah. they won't be too long early summer isn't it i think for them wasn't it june july yeah, yeah. sort of uh, may sort of time is the i think the time that i i've got in my brain as well yeah well at least that one went through at mine <laughs> <laughs> well, yours don't come through we're all getting them if mine doesn't go through, no one's getting one. I'm going to cancel the lot. Gromp, going to add any rugs to your collection? Some kind of intervention, actually, mate, because even <laughs> in the last week, I've been in comms with someone to get a R2-D2 fridge that I don't have room for. It's absolutely massive. And comms with someone else for a 1997 Pepsi Scout Walker display, which is absolutely enormous. It's practically the size of a Scout Walker. Now, if I'm right in believing that fridge is getting dropped to Jez's house, isn't it? I, I, I don't think I want it. <laughs> Dude, in, I've got room for it. In my garage, mate, you've got um, six or seven great big bus stop posters in massive tubes. You wait till everyone sees you first time, mate. You'll be like, <laughs> everyone be bringing this stuff with you. And can you stop sending me links to seven-foot Jar Jar Binkses? <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this, this 1997 Skywalker display is the first time I've seen it since they were out in the shops. And, um, is that the cardboardy type one? Yeah, That's... it's a cardboard Skywalker, and you would have filled it with uh, you know two-litre bottles of pepper. I'm really tempted by it, but there's no need. There's no need. Oh, mate. So, yeah, so there's everyone's plans. Uh, we've got Scout Walker displays and all sorts going on here then right so let's get into the meat of it because uh, we've already waffled for quite a while so daniel first of all i want to come over to you i just want to ask you a quick question before we get into it too much last year we saw a lot of exclusives that were designed for conventions go on to the open market i think craig bought the um end of box set thing didn't he black series and there was a lot of them over the course of the year we, we shouldn't see that this year because of the um the conventions are already cancelled the toy companies aren't going to invest in producing those pieces but i've also read that many of the toy fairs have been cancelled as well with that being said about have, have you heard about the toy fairs being cancelled so there's the, the three big toy fairs that normally happen around this time every year so you've got the london toy fair the new york toy fair and the big ones the nuremberg one in germany that's kind of the the big prestigious one where most of the big reveals come from i mean obviously to it's a industry kind of show so it's not really open to the general public but we do normally get a few kind of tidbits come out from that. We do, and, and normally it's about exclusives as well. So we will find out which, you know, what San Diego Comic Con's going to have in the summer and things like that. Unless it's kind of a top secret project, they do normally share some of that. But so far, the New York Toy Fair and the London Toy Fair are both cancelled, and the Nuremberg Toy Fair has been pushed back July. So that's happening in July this year, assuming they can go back to um, having events like that. In terms of exclusives, because like, I think when we we're talking about this last year and we said you know i wonder what's going to i think i asked the question what's going to happen and we kind of all shrugged our shoulders and went well they'll just they'll just release them or they'll roll them over to next year calling out that they're probably all going to get cancelled for this year it might might be a bit misleading so i think some of this stuff's produced you know well in advance you know maybe a year or more so i think some of the wheels are in motion for, for some of these exclusive the san diego comic-con is still on it's not cancelled yet and a lot of the conventions happening later in the year as well so i think they have stuff going all the way through to like october with the new york comic-con they're all still on so until they get cancelled you've got to assume they're going to have some kind of exclusives there so i think we will see something whether or not they you know they'll get released through the comic cons if they go ahead or if we'll get them through uh, amazon or uk retailers as we saw last year 
who knows it's all speculation at the minute no one seems to really be sure i think is the is the short answer but no announcements on from toy fairs and things are we going to have a pretty dry year when it comes to new merchandise well you know i don't know whether or not they do they switch to doing some of this stuff online or i think a lot of these industry kind of event excuses for people to meet up and you know do deals and put orders in so i think a lot of that will probably be done behind closed doors now and on teams and skype and yeah i imagine they'll be ringing up the big retailers with their wares and trying to flog them a different way this year i mean one of the things i did see was i don't know if you guys guys called it so on friday amazon did a, a pulse at one of their pulse presentations and they spoke about something called amazon Galic. i think it's called i did write it down something like journey across the galaxy essentially what this is and it looks like it's us only i can't find any sign of it on the uk site but if you go on the us version of amazon they've got this on one of the one of the headers they're going to release merchandise based on planets so i think the first one they're doing this month is hoff so there's a load of hoff related merchandise that they're going to release this month and then every two months they're going to focus on a different planet it seems like it seems a little bit out there but um, apparently there's going to be exclusive merchandise available through some of that so whether they're kind of some of the, the leftovers in terms of exclusives that people have had planned for various conventions that never happened we shall see Interesting. I think, yeah, the, the only stuff that's really on there this time, they've got the, um, we're going to talk about it in a minute, some of the legacy collection stuff. They've got the, the Han Hoff and the, the Luke Hoff as two figures, but they're not exclusive to Amazon. So obviously Hoff related. So they're, they're on their main screen. Lots of t-shirts and pin badges. Nothing exciting yet. You found something. Yes, ma'am. That's it. The rebels are there. My Lord, there are so many uncharted settlements. It could be smugglers, it could that be... That is the system, and I'm sure Skywalker is with them. Set your course for the Hoth system. General Veers, prepare your men. Okay, going from something, oh, is it going to be quiet, to something completely different. Now, Sio Bibble once said a communications disruption can only mean one thing, invasion. Now... It seems quite a long time ago this happened, but we haven't got together to talk. But I wanted to talk about a possibility of a flooded market. Now, on December the 10th, uh, Disney announced 11 new projects for Star Wars at their uh, Investor Day. The success of The Mandalorian has kind of seen the future of Star Wars shift towards the small screen rather than the big screen. Now, these 11 projects, they don't even include the Book of Fett, which was announced at the end of the last episode of The Mandalorian, or the next season of The Mandalorian, but 11 projects nonetheless. Now, Grant, I'm going to come over to you here. Could you just take us through the 11 projects that were announced and just give us a line about what each project is roughly about? So we have the Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett, and the season three of The Mandalorian. So these are all going to be under the helm of John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And these are going to sort of cross over. We've already seen Boba Fett and Ahsoka in, in season two of The Mandalorian. So the, the next one that's going to be issued is Boba Fett, which will be released in Christmas 2001. And season three of The Mandalorian will be then following very shortly after. There's the uh, Taika Watiti film. Not much is actually known about this. Uh, Taika made one of the... He's known for sort of comedic films. He did the season one finale of The Mandalorian, which is really good, but there isn't that much information about this product at the moment. There's the Rogue Squadron movie, which is the only other cinema release that they announced. And this is going to be released on the 22nd of December 2023, directed by the Wonder Woman director, Patty Jenkins. 
unfortunately, it looks like she's going to join the list of, you know, Lucasfilm director or creator announcements that have a project of bombs shortly after they announced on a new Star Wars project. I don't know if you guys can name any others that can spring to mind. It was Josh Trank with a Boba Fett movie, wasn't there? Correct. Josh Trank was one. Can you name some more? Uh, who were the two guys who did who were originally on Solo and got sacked off? Yeah, they were actually making the film. I'm, I'm talking about people who were announced that they were going to make a project okay. and then. Oh, Brian Johnson then. That's, that's gone what? quiet. Brian Johnson, these three movies he was meant to be doing. Correct. Wasn't the um, Game of Thrones people going to do a trilogy? Yeah. Yep. Well, the Game of Thrones people uh, are rumoured that they were going to do the Rogue Squadron film. Right. So I guess it might have been a Rogue Squadron trilogy, but they're also due to the. Well. We don't know, but the uh, the feedback of the final season of Game of Thrones certainly didn't help them. Ryan Johnson, obviously, with The Last Jedi. Uh, Josh Trank with the Fantastic Four film. And uh, Colin Trevorrow also made a film that was received really poorly just before yeah. he was going to be onboarded onto Episode Nine. So Wonder Woman uh, 2 has just come out. It's been critically pretty much panned and uh, wasn't very successful uh, at, the, at the box office. Not that that says anything at the under the current circumstances, but... Who knows? And there's, there's 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 no real information about this Rogue Squadron film yet, so it's hard to say which t- timeline it's in. There's some debate on whether it's going to be as part of the post-Return of the Jedi sort of era. People are looking at the logo and trying to decide if the if the X-wing inside the logo is a sort of a T-70 X-wing or T-65 X-wing. It's still a little unclear, but yeah, everyone was very excited about it. And then she's she's uh, released this film. It just seems like a Lucasfilm. Need to learn not to be so eager to announce these things until these uh, their, their most recent projects being released, I guess. Um, anyway, moving on. There's The Acolyte, which is a Disney TV series written and produced by Leslie Headland. Uh, and this will be set at the last days of the High Republic era, which is a sort of a new era that's, I think it's about 200 years before The Phantom Menace. Have yeah, you guys... that's what I've, I've heard that, 200 years, yeah. But I don't know, have you guys, I mean, this High Republic stuff has just been released i don't know if you guys have read any of it yet uh craig you you're pretty hot on the star wars literature is this something you're interested in yeah yeah i want to get i want to get into it it's uh part of part of my uh, to-do list for this year is to catch up on my novels and and get into the high republic so yeah well i've read it's it's going down well i mean it's not that, that really early era was never something i was into on the last tranche of uh of expanded universe and it's not something I can't. I would have fallen over myself to to seek out, but but the, the buzz is quite good. You know, right. people are saying it's good and it's a nice fresh start, and um, yeah, I'm keen to dig in and see what it's all about. Now you said about the former tranches of of sort of like um, old Republic kind of stuff. Uh, there was rumours this week that they might be reissuing the Knights. What was it called? Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Mm. But reformatted so it falls in line more with the new disney canon so there'll be some slight modifications to it okay moving on to obi-wan kenobi which is the long-awaited uh return of ewan mcgregor and now hayden christensen uh to disney plus there was lots of rumors about this being a movie uh then it was going to be um an eight episode tv series it's now a six one hour long uh episode series it's directed by Deborah Chow, who directed some of the best season one uh, Mandalorian episodes. The Sin, if you remember that one, that's when he uh, rescues Grogu and all the Mandalorians turn up at the end. That was one of her episodes. And Chapter 7, uh, which is the one where Nick Nolte gets killed. Spoiler. 
so yeah, that, that that's going to be, and apparently this is going to be set ten years after Revenge of the Sith. So I'm pretty excited about that one, to be honest with you. Um, the Bad Batch, which is a spin-off from the Clone Wars TV series, which had their own story arc on the final season of the Clone Wars. There, there was a trailer that was released on the on the 10th of December, along with everything else on the shareholder meeting. Uh, and it looks like the same animation style as the Clone Wars, but you know, yet another season advanced in terms of uh, of graphics and the capabilities i don't actually recognize any of the crew behind it but it looks like it's set uh during order 66 and after it star wars visions which is about uh 10 anime inspired short films from japanese animation studios which will air on disney plus this year uh there's already some animation shorts on the youtube star wars kids channel which is actually they're, they're really good they look really good so this is this is just gonna be a bit of fun i think I did, I did for the rebellion. Andor, which is filming between where you live, Dan, and Jez's place, I think, isn't it? Yeah, my favourite point with Jez. The, I think, well, well, there's the Marlow one, is it, where they're meant to be filming at Marlow or building a set at Marlow, and there's there's a bit of, I suppose, to and fro, whether that's Obi Wan Kenobi or or um or sets for Andor. So, yeah, who knows? I think they're starting filming Kenobi in in March time, so it feels like the the timeline for that matches up. My brother lives like, across the motorway from where it's all being set up at the minute, so he's um he's he's keeping an eye out for me. Might have to go for a walk around there soon. Yeah, take a drone <laughs> down there with you and see what's going on. <laughs> if you get some moisture evaporator or something i like yeah. i like massive props in my bedroom <laughs> the andor series so that that's cassian andor that's the the, the, the prequel uh, disney plus tv show uh a scissor reel was showed at the disney stakeholder event it's been directed by tony gilroy who, who sort of like overtook rogue one when there was lots of production issues towards the final year of filming on that so 12 episodes of that should be released in 2022 there's a droid story as well, which is a C3PO and RTD2 Disney Plus animation by ILM. And Are they going to have the theme tune? I was going to say, are they going to have the in trouble again? Theme tune. I love that song from the droids cartoon show, the original one in the 80s. They need to have that theme song. Lando TV series is coming. It's developed by a gentleman by the name of Justin Simeon, and he, he sort of like highlighted one of the next generation of talented directors. So so that's pretty much all of it. Loads of stuff there. There is a lot of stuff there, isn't there? there really, is a lot of stuff. What it, what excites you almost off that list? I mean, Grant, you just I think you just pinpointed Kenobi. 
anything Favreau and Filoni do and that Obi-Wan Kenobi by Deborah Chow, those really stick out as uh, as interesting. The rest of them, Andor sounds interesting as well. Like, I really like the characters from Rogue One. I think Andor's got a he's got a massive scope for characters, isn't it? You think of the time period it's set. I mean, we're going to see Vader. There's going to be Tarkin. We're going to see all sorts, aren't we? Exciting times. What about you, Mark? Anything on that list which springs out to you? All of it. All of it. All <laughs> okay. Of it. I mean, can you imagine ever being in a position where we would have too much Star Wars? <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's incredible to think that we we used to wait years and years and years for a film, and uh, speculation and rumor and and you know all these things that used to sort of drive fandom to uh, create their own sort of stories and universes and characters and stuff. And and now we are sort of given a a whole smorgasbord of different projects. Um, I mean, what a time to be a Star Wars fan. It's incredible. Um, The things that really strike me, the things that really sort of uh, shine out of that that list personally are the Kenobi uh, is a Kenobi series, The Bad Batch, which I've already seen those characters watching The Clone Wars and thought they were fantastic. The Rangers of the New Republic, I think anything with Favreau and Filoni behind it is is, is going to be a must-watch. And Lando as well, because I actually really liked Solo. I thought Solo was a good, solid film, good, solid Star Wars film. The only one really that I kind of scratch, I, you know, left scratching my head is about is, is Andor, um, because unlike you Grant I just didn't find the character that interesting in Rogue One I just thought it was a bit of a wishy-washy character so to find him having his own uh, series I find quite uh, mystifying but you know remains to be seen the the trailer that I saw for it looked pretty cool so I'm happy to be proven wrong you know it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that isn't it a bit bizarre that we were told that the box office performance of Solo was down to Star Wars fatigue and yet we've got hundreds of hours of Star Wars now just, just slotted in there. Well, I, I think Disney Plus, uh, you know, they, they're going to have to really up their game in terms of content because without The Mandalorian, uh, people signing up to Disney Plus, there isn't a great deal on there. Unless you've got young kids, there isn't a real a huge amount. So I, I've got a feeling they are kind of really ramping up the, the, the content output so that they can keep people glued to disney plus now we discussed in episode one of the modern way that uh, we no longer get background characters and i, I think it's we've, we've raised it several times over the um over the shows that we've done in the last year and you kind of get end up getting several versions of a figure um kylo ren springs to mind for the sequel trilogy you just keep getting same sculpt just very minor changes um same with the troopers i think i think even grant mentioned it on the roundup for the year even the hot toys do it so you kind of think is this the end for to getting those background characters because to keep up with the demand is going to be difficult so mark do you feel the announcements of so many projects in one hit mean that those days are now over um Surely Hasbro cannot keep up with that release schedule. Um, um, I, I, and we all know that Hasbro love, absolutely love to wring every last penny out of, 
you know, uh, molds and characters. You've only got to look at um, uh, anything to do with Boba Fett. You know, they, they will, you know, the Carbon series that they put out, those horrendous Christmas tree Black Series uh, trooper figures that they did last year. Um, you know, they, they, they're not exactly um, guilty of uh, too much innovation when, when things like that are concerned. So, yeah, there is a danger that Hasbro are going to pull the purse strings a bit firmer uh, when it comes to, you know, creating new new lines, new characters, or, or certainly giving collectors what they want in terms of, uh, you know, not having to have to buy another clone trooper in a different paint scheme or a different card back. So, yeah, let's see what happens there. But you would hope, you would hope that a company the size of Hasbro uh, with, uh, you know, the, the marketing and the, you know, the, the management they've got on board, they would be able to look at what is selling what collectors are after listening listening to collectors i mean you've only got to look at the um the haslab uh razor crest sold over twenty eight thousand there and this target was only six thousand for that so they they must have been bowled over when they you know said right okay let's give collectors what they want and give, give them the razor crest and boom off off it went you know nearly 10 million in uh, sales due to just on that one product so surely that does say something that you know they, they do need to start listening to collectors and collectors do want a bit of variation we're in um, we're in new territory a bit aren't we because we're used to the movies being marketed and the toys being produced from the movies and obviously you know we have had the animated shows i'm not really counting that because these are you know adult oriented more so than kids uh products and i don't know it's interesting to look at kind of how they've uh, marketed hit shows from recent years like longer running tv properties um so things like the walking dead and game of thrones breaking bad i mean all of those things ran for like at least five seasons so there's there's that lead time to produce lots of stuff that that you know movies kind of hit and fade whereas a tv show has that a different pace and I think, you know, you look at those shows, they're probably comparable in levels of kind of mainstream hits. You know, we're Star Wars fans. So, you know, our, our perception of The Mandalorian, I think, is a little bit skewed. But I think, you know, your auntie and your brother-in-law, they all, they all got into it. I think it was a kind of popular hit, um, like like the shows I've just mentioned. So, you know, you think about those those properties, they all produced you know figures in different sizes formats articulated figures like the black series mini super deformed blind bags you got for all of those kind of long-running shows so i wonder whether there's there are parallels in that and how some someone like the walking dead i mean characters changed in and out all the time in the walking dead and then mark you're a walking dead fan and somebody being for three sh- three shows and then they'd you know get eaten um but they did they did look at figures for lots of different uh, characters and not only did they run the, the the tv representations they also ran the comic representations along the same side so there is a template there for um well-serviced tv shows when it comes to to action figures i also think how are hasbro going to uh, approach each and every show i mean is each and every show going to attract the same merchandise 
uh, quota uh, it, or some shows going to be covered more than others. Mm. I guess it, I guess it will all boil down to which is what is popular, what the target audience is, who's picking up on it, and also the um, the sort of clamber for merchandise when it hits the shelves, how, how well it sells. So, you know, maybe the Obi-Wan Kenobi show will see a lot of Black Series figures and uh, vintage collection and, and, and what have you, and then the Bad Batch, we might not see uh, hardly anything, um, all aimed at kids. So, mm. yeah, it'll be interesting. I think as well what you'll see, like we did with The Mandalorian, so when that first series came out, you only saw, well, I think they released three, three or four figures for both Vintage Collection and um, Black Series. Um, and then obviously now to say when that when that first series tick off, now the second one's come out, we've seen a, a lot more. So I think you'll probably find all of these will probably get some form. I say all of them, maybe the animated shows won't, but the rest of them will all get some form of uh, service, you know, a handful of figures. And then if they take off and they're popular, then, then you'll see more. Do you think that, like, the problem with when you've got so many projects, let, let's just take Rogue One, for example. Rogue One was was a popular film when it came out of the cinema, but yet the Black Series still haven't released a Bodhi Rook figure. Now, surely the six members of that uh, Rogue One crew should have been the first six figures out. But they, they, I think they oversupplied the Cassian Andor and the Jyn Erso figure, didn't they? They massively overproduced them, which is something... That Hasbro's had an issue with or all of the Disney releases. I think they did it with Finn and Ray for The Force Awakens, where they just seem to put the main characters overproduce them to such an extent that they end up as peg warmers and don't actually leave the shelves ever. But then you got characters like Captain Zuvio for Force Awakens that wasn't even ended up being in the film. So yeah, I think that, they was, were... that was the first film back though, wasn't it? And yeah, the yeah. range of toys again was quite sure, vast. Sure. I think Rogue One I think didn't have Guerrero, did it? He didn't have Galen Erso. But the problem is. You're right, Grant. You, you get a couple of shelf... What you call Peg-warmers. it? Peg-warmers. Peg-warmers. That's what I'm looking for. So you get a few, but before you knew it, you ha- you were on top of Lost Jedi coming out, and yeah. their attention turns to that. And, it, you know, I mean, The Rise of Skywalker, okay, the film flopped. We hardly had any product at all. But, Dan, you just said about The Mandalorian, a few figures, and the second series thing. But when you look at the list, we're getting onto it shortly. Mm. But there still isn't, I would say, a huge amount of product for the Mandalorian. There's still no IG-11 on a vintage collection card. And the thing is, IG-11 is dead. It was killed in Series 1. Are they really going to go back and make that figure now? Or are the vintage collection collectors going to miss out on that one? I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, well, I mean, what's a lot of figures? I mean, when you look back to the vintage days and we were doing, you know, first 12, there's 12 figures released for the first movie. I get it's 40 years later, but how many figures do people want? I mean, for me personally, yeah. the number that's out at the minute, OK, we're missing IG-11, but I'm quite comfortable buying a dozen figures every couple of years. I don't need I don't need a room or boxes full up in my loft, you know, just release quality and, and good characters. You're, you're saying releasing quality and good characters, though. Well, yeah. I'm not sure how many vintage collection is. Let's say there's 12. Something like but, that. But out of that 12, there's probably four or five of them that are the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's the problem. There's that the selection isn't there. There's a couple of Grogu's, mm. isn't there? Yeah. Outside of those characters, how many actual characters are there, though? Are we going to? Are we just hitting the same thing? The same with the Black Series. I mean, I've got a feeling there's a there's a good five Black Series of the Mando. But you go on you go on eBay and you look at those figures and they're still they're selling. I, mean, I felt so sorry. I mean, Jez made the point. Of, I can't remember what show it was when we were talking about this. You know, parents are having to go on eBay and spend forty fifty quid to get their kid a Mando figure for Christmas. 
you know that's what it what it's come down to because they're just not making them quick enough and they're not in the shops people are having to go online and get them or get scalped on ebay so there's obviously a demand there without clearly a demand and for some reason it's just not it's just not hitting the right bells with hasbro they're just not getting it there's there's far more variables now than there used to be isn't there like you said that there's a shortened window between projects there's multiple projects there's the change in things like distribution. There's the change in the audience or, or you know, if kids are going to be buying toys or whether it's going to move to an adult market. That <laughs> sounds dodgy, adult market. <laughs> uh, more collector-orientated. And then, obviously, the move from three and three-quarter to, to, to seven-inch or six-inch figures. You know, there's a lot more variables than there used to be. It feels overwhelming that they've announced 11 projects in one go. I think it's worth making the point that, you know, they're not all going to come out at once. This is that this is just what they've announced. They've not given the timescales for a lot of this, so it's all going to just have a pace to it. And hopefully, they've worked that out and they know what they're doing. The the issue I think will be if you have we've, we've seen it with Disney. We saw the disappointment after Last Jedi, and that definitely had an effect on Solo at the box office. I think that and Solo being released in May rather than the Christmas release that we'd had from the other films were two Absolutely. deciding factors. The problem is is if you have two projects that proper flunk in this, what then happens? Do Disney start cancelling them? I mean, do they? Well, yeah, they will. That's that's what happens with TV shows. If they don't get the ratings, they'll cancel it. It's simple but will as that. They cancel, will they cancel other projects? We, we, we've already discussed <sighs> earlier the likes of the, the Ryan Johnson uh, project, for example, um, made a boo-boo of The Last Jedi, and his other project is gone. The solo films, the Boba Fett movie, the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, I think there's there's a lack of transparency from Lucasfilm to, to actually know what projects are coming out. I mean, there was rumours of a Kevin Feige movie, so it's it's difficult to understand. You know, whereas before it was, there was complete clarity on what was being made and what wasn't being made. Now it's who knows. As I say, we're getting to the politics of what goes on at Disney, but I think Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau have, have made a name for themselves with, with Mandalorian. They've built up. Disney Plus, haven't they? They're the ones that have made it a success. There was nothing really to go there for unless you're a Disney fan or a Marvel fan, and that was all secondhand. None of it was brand new. So this is brand new content. It's lit the world on fire with Disney Plus. They've got, you know, the biggest streaming show in the world. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's come out on top. They've obviously started this Filoni verse, or whatever you want to describe it, Dave Filoni verse, I've heard it called. Um, <laughs> but you, if they build that up, it becomes almost another Marvel cinematic manic universe model where they're going to have these characters crossing over and i don't know whether they're going to end up with a an avengers type series at the end of it but they're obviously building up to something and i think yeah as so long as yeah they're, they're doing a good job i can't see that that happening not well not with that part of them i mean you you, you divvied them up at the start didn't you grant you know into the, the series that they're creating i think if they carry on you know book of boba fett's really good mando series three and the ahsoka show etc etc they will be allowed i think to go off and do yeah what it is they're doing and other people won't get to interfere as much as they have in some of what's already gone on without mentioning any names <laughs> can I also highlight as well which I think is something you were alluding to Stu when it came to the release of the last Jedi figures the first wave uh, except for Rose and Paige were figures that were already released as part of the Force Awakens line just yeah. different moulds of them mm. And they weren't even so that different. They weren't even that different, were they? Really? No, I mean they were wearing the same clothes because it was it was basically yeah. the day after, wasn't it? Yeah. So you know, there's other variables I think that impact things. So if you have got something like the Mandalorian and half the line is Mandalorian in Beskar armor 
uh, with different gadgets on it, then then that will also affect it. Definitely. I just worry a bit. You know, I, I used to quite enjoy the Marvel films, but I haven't seen half of them now because it just became too overwhelming. There were so many of them that I just lost yeah. my way. And I kind of just I kind of just moved away from it because I didn't know where I was up to or what I was meant to be watching. It was just all over the shop. And you go online and everyone's telling you to watch them in a funny order. I think that there's an issue there where Marvel have managed to get away by making the same film 24 times, you know, where it's uh, a villain is threatening either the planet or someone's girlfriend. And then they have to have powers with much responsibility and then defeat him at the end. And they've just repeated that. The concern is, you know, is Star Wars going to have that level of uh, but then, creativity? But you, you say that. Grant and I absolutely agree with it, but what Disney Plus allows them to do is take risks. So when they announced One Division, it's like, oh, what the hell's that? And I've and I've watched yeah. them and I've really enjoyed them. They're mm. they're really well made. Uh, their re- recreations of those eras are absolutely spot on, um, and I'm really intrigued by it. And it's and it's you know it's not it's not your traditional origin story. It's I want to find out what's going on. So I think that medium is is somehow less risky than than you know. Yeah. releasing things theatrical theatrically and um and hopefully that'll that'll extend to star wars and we'll get to see some interesting stuff the only other thing i, I read online somewhere was someone was saying about um disney offering the toys out to more different toy companies you know bringing the likes of mattel in and other other companies it's not i know a lot of the there is other licenses out there i know jacks make stuff and whatnot but they were talking about Hasbro have got a tie in for the three and three quarter inch size figure, haven't they? What they're saying is if they open that up a bit more to different companies, you might then get more variety. They've done it with the uh, the computer games, haven't they? They've taken it away from uh, yeah, yeah. EA, so they have that license and given Ubisoft a license. So maybe they're learning from their mistakes. I would say take it away from Hasbro, but give it. You know, give people the consumer more choice. Sorry, I was going to say I would love to see uh, Super Seven um, do something with Star Wars. I know they've had the license before in the past and they've created some absolutely fantastic things, um, but I would like to see them expand their sort of love of Star Wars retro and and see what else they can come up with. Um, I think they're a really exciting uh, company to work with definitely a, an idea isn't it for them to maybe be able to create more of those characters yeah so just before we close out on this topic then craig we've we've covered the lack of the new figures for the uh, the vintage collection in the past and i think we've just mentioned it a few bits towards it there but unless hasbro step up and commit to making newer sculpts surely the vintage collectors will struggle to get representation of even the main characters the way they go and we've just alluded that they still haven't done ig11 for the mandalorian it's a good chance it won't happen now. Um, what are your thoughts on the Vintage Collection going forward? We, we've covered it a lot. We had the the um, the petition on last year. What are your thoughts about what's coming in the next 12 months? Yeah, well, we, we discussed it, didn't we, on the on the Roundup show, how the perception is that the Vintage Collection is, is pretty healthy. But the reality is that, you know, when you dig a bit deeper, a lot of it's reworked, repacked, and it's, and it's and it is it's not getting the love that the other lines like the black series are getting and i think something that really highlighted that uh lack of investment were the two play sets that they released last year so the the carbon freeze set and the tantive corridor set um and this is uh, this is mind-blowing right so on on that tantive 
corridor set there's a few little scenes you can make with your figures and the Leah that's on the box is from the original trilogy collection which was from 2004 brilliant so that's 17 years old right so just to just to get that in your head that's the equivalent of you buying a 1977 vintage Leah in 1991 so it's strange they make those play sets and then they're not giving you the um populating them. on them yeah it's crazy it's crazy and they're saying that they will service the line for all this all the noises around playsets and ships which you know they just discussed those but the razor crest as well so, and that's because the scale suits it the most i think you know that's that's the the ideal scale to build a big play show play set or a big ship um but you, you know when you, when you look into this stuff like the, the 40th anniversary of the of empire strikes back was last year and there were four vintage collection releases. Now, two of those were proper Empire figures, so uh, Bespin Han and a Bespin Luke. But then they had C-3PO and a Stormtrooper, which, you know, away from the card back, could have been any of the movies. So it, it, that doesn't bode well for the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi in 2023. So, you know, it's just... I looked around for sort of commitment and there's a there's a bit of noise and a bit of yes yes we're you know we look at this great place that we've just done but there's no sort of firm commitment um and it's it's staggering you know this this vintage collection was created it was there to echo uh the original line but if you wanted to have say you know an original figure on a card back next to the new version you still couldn't do that they still haven't done every one of the original 96 figures um so it's <laughs> you know it's there's a lot of work to be done there i think still i've been looking at prices of obviously now i mean with the vintage collection coming back out when is it a year or two ago there's obviously a lot of people going after some of the older figures and the prices are just going up and up and up if you want that mm-hmm. that's slave layer now it's like 120 odd quid and there's loads of figures now that are over 100 pounds each so there's, there's clearly demand it's clearly there waiting to be they're just leaving money on the table as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah it's crazy when uh there's a demand although saying that but we'll get onto it shortly um done a bit of a poll the last few days and uh Black Series definitely seem to be the more active and more wanted figures from my brief uh, my brief polling that I've done, but we'll get onto that in a bit. Grief Karga said you were coming. What else did he say? He said you were the best in the Parsec. Freeze! No! Drop your weapons! No, 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 pardon. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to alarm. Uh, this is Dr. Pershing. Please excuse his lack of decorum. His enthusiasm outweighs his discretion. Please lower your blaster. Have them lower theirs first. We have you four to one. 
I like those odds. So going on to the latest announcements, not a lot. We've blocked them down into uh, into groupings rather than individual items. So starting with you, Dan, the Black Series is probably where most of the releases are. What, what have we got coming for the Black Series? What's been announced? Yeah, so shortly after the episode came out featuring Bo-Katan, they've announced the Bo-Katan figure, currently up for pre-order. Um, you can get that all there. It's not an exclusive anywhere. You can pick that up on the usual um, suspects in the UK. So that's coming out shortly. And then they've also announced the second wave of the archive collection for this year with the 40th, or sorry, 50th anniversary of the Lucasfilm. So there's an Imperial Death Trooper, a Hover Tank Driver, Shore Trooper, and the Tusken Raider, all of which, well, three of them at least, appear in the Mandalorian. So you can kind of see the faults there and why they're they putting those ones back out. And even the, the Hover Tank Driver is a rework of the, was it the was it the Transport Trooper, I think he's called in, in the episode of Mandalorian. So they're all kind of tied into Mandalorian, funnily enough. That Bo-Katan is lovely. It's a very good figure, isn't it? So there was some figures that, that, that were announced last night is that the phantom menace figures well th- there's more than just phantom menace it looks like for the 50th anniversary they're releasing a, a range of, of, of figures so they've started off with some on some phantom menace card back similar to the uh, exclusives we short, saw in chicago i think it was last year well it wasn't last year's year before now wasn't it and so they've got the six inch jar jar binks mace windu and uh qui-gon all coming out on i suppose are they vintage they're not really vintage are they episode one card backs the, the red cards with darth maul in the background so they'll be uh, they'll be coming out in the uh, at some point this year again celebrating the Lucasfilm 50th anniversary now there were some other ones as well I'd heard there's a, a Count Dooku as well coming out on a I'm assuming it's going to be an Attack of the Clones card back but they haven't shown that image yet so I think it's the it's almost a, it's a generic image of Luke holding the late lightsaber up wasn't it on those card backs that came out for Attack of the Clones that is the lot for the Black Series wonderful now um, as always, the hot toys do seem to be constantly on it with a few more added again. Craig, you uh, you took a little look at this. Yeah, they're outpacing the other lines in some respects. So we've got four announcements from Hot Toys and they are all troopers. So we've got uh, a re-release of the Rogue One Shaw Trooper in a Mandalorian box, but he's slightly different. He's got some differences to his armour, the markings, the weathering, and it comes with a with a satchel. So um, not a direct re-box, uh, some changes there. He's on uh, pre-order at the minute uh, from Sideshow for $230. But if you want a troop build... You could also get yourself a short trooper squad leader, but he's based on the Rogue One, so he's not a Mandalorian character. He's movie based, and he's got the blue markings of a of a, of a leader, and he's got the skirt, the sort of the half skirt that drops down the back, rather than the hip armor that the regular trooper. And he's on pre order as well for the same price. Then we've got the transport trooper at first glance, very similar, very similar helmet. It is a different sculpt, uh, and he's obviously based on um, the uh, the troopers in the episode from the Mandalorian where they are storming the Imperial base there he's slightly cheaper he's on pre-order from sideshow at 220 dollars but the standout really is the uh, is the dark trooper you know as soon as a month after the end of the show they announced this and it's the only scale that i think i think i'm right in saying that they've they've announced this figure so he's a uh, yeah he's, he's a showstopper he stands taller than all the others i think he's a good uh, a couple of centimeters bigger and he's going to stand tall on your shelves comes with electronic features so his eyes light up he's a stunner all unique pieces as well on that dark trooper i thought some of it might get recycled from K2SO. The design is, is slightly different. Yeah, I mean K2O is very uh, very spindly, isn't he? And the, I think it's a it's a design cue that 
that the designers on the show have brought in. I think those those elbows and those wrists just anchor it back to that K2SO design. Obviously, yeah. the, uh, the helmet is is has its origins in in the stormtroopers, uh, the belt and sort of the proportions generally, but obviously upscaled and these big shoulders. The, the, those um, dark troopers are also in an episode or a few episodes of Rebels as well. I know them from the games. I don't remember them in Rebels. Yeah, I I, I, didn't, I, I totally forgot they were from Rebels. I remember them from the games as well. And they are quite different, aren't they, in, on the Dark Forces games. But there is an episode of Rebels where the Dark Troopers are actually in it. Recognize the face and the sort of the Ralph Bukhari sort of grill on the front of it. But it might be worth going back and comparing it to see if they are the same as the ones that appear in Mandalorian. Well, they referenced in the Mandalorian that they weren't. They, they took away the organics and so maybe they were troopers in armor in, in that. And then, yeah, they've, they've evolved it into droids. It could be, but the ones in Rebels do look like droids. They Shore Troopers, they're um, that's quite a rare hot toy, isn't it, Grant? Are you aware of that being it a is. rare one, hard one to get? It is. It's, a, it's such a small, limited run. They're going for like six, seven, eight hundred dollars on eBay. And it's, it's the one that's out already. Then that's that rare one. Is that the same as as either of these two, or is it are these two unique to that? Like like Craig said, it, it's slightly different. So there's slightly different paint jobs and paint apps to it, but it's pretty okay. pretty much the same one. The transport trooper was announced for the Rogue One line, and there was prototypes that you could see. I think Star Wars Celebration they had the prototype there, but they never released it. So they've, they've gone back to that prototype and painted it green and bam. <laughs> so if you want to pre-order them www.sideshowcollectibles.com yes the dark trooper's a little bit more expensive he's 260 dollars but pleased to know that while you've just been talking i have just pre-ordered myself the dark trooper and we love <laughs> a live purchase on this show have you really i have yeah <laughs> you, you won't regret it mate it's got light up eyes so exactly yeah man what's not to love <laughs> sorry craig i disturbed you no, no, I'm done. I can't, I can't top you buying one on the back of that description. There we go. Mark, now I know you've been quite into your helmets. I don't know how different this is, but another Boba Fett Black Series helmet. Uh, who'd have thought it? Hasbro uh, repainting an existing product. I mean, uh, the, the guys on the, um, on the board of directors must have been rubbing their hands together. Um, not only is it uh, an existing product, but it's Boba Fett. So, you know, it's everybody's a winner in this one. It differs in no way whatsoever from the... Uh, Empire Strikes Back version, other than it is the paint app for the newly painted Boba Fett helmet towards the end of Mandalorian Season 2, where he gets his armour back. So there's even less detail involved. The model is the same, the detail is the same, it's just a different paint app, and that's all that's different. They even kept the uh, moulds the same for the prototype version. Uh, the, the only thing they changed on that was um, the top of the helmet, because obviously the, there's no dent in a prototype helmet. Uh, so they just changed that, kept that smooth, but the rest of it was the same. And when they sprayed it white, you could still see all the little dents and scratches from the previous mould. So, uh, yeah, real cheap. Still, nice product. I would prefer i mean i do own the empire strikes back version if i was going to buy any one of those three it would be the empire strikes back version that is the most iconic one and uh, the paint application is gorgeous that is the helmet and the paint that it was designed to go on so if you're going to get one of those get the empire strikes back one i would say but if you were a completist and you were a boba fat freak then obviously you're going to run out and uh, buy that one as well yeah. Do you think they'll do the super scuffed version? Well, put it like this, it wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't surprise me either. That's what they call it, 
as well. They call it super super scuffed black series version. Right. Well, Grant, I'm coming over to you. Uh, we don't often cover Gentle Giant on here, but Gentle Giant have made a couple of announcements. But one of them was quite quite interesting in particular. Yeah, there's a good reason don't talk about Gentle Giant because it's another money pit. I think it was last week I was watching some Gentle Giant stuff. There was a amazing uh, Max Rebo statue set part of the 30th anniversary of Star Wars, and it was on eBay for a hundred pounds. It was missing Salacious Crumb, the second best Star Wars character of all time. Uh, but it ended up going for several hundred pounds in, in the last few moments while I was watching it. Amazing, beautiful set. There's a 30th anniversary Rancor set as well, which is also really beautiful. So the thing with these General Giant sets is that they're done in a limited number and they actually keep their value. If not, the value actually goes up on these. So the ones that we're looking at today there is a Grand Animal Thorn mini bust, which is part of their, the General Giant's 1 to 7 scale busts, which was limited to 3,000 pieces. General Giant have done a massive line, probably as big as the, the original vintage line in, in sort of like busts. Your torso sometimes with arms and guns and stuff, but sometimes just the just the, sort of like the torso profile. So they've got a Grand Animal Thorn that they've just released, which is exactly, looks exactly like it does on Rebels. It's absolutely beautiful. That's at $59. They've done a Commander Rex, which is limited to 2,500 pieces. This is the Rebels Rex, but then it's sort of like a realistic uh, style as if, I don't know, maybe what Rex from Rebels would look like if it was he was in movies. So that's that's 2,500 pieces at $120. And they've also added a milestone statue. So they do have a range of, of what they call milestone statues. It, it, it's a one to six scale statue, basically, of Princess Leia in the Death Star prison cell uh, sitting on the bench. It's a beautiful piece, $200. They, they've done other ones for the Mandalorian, Grogu, Darth Vader, Chewbacca. Leia is absolutely something really special about it. So, yeah, the, the General Giant stuff, I mean, I, I'm totally nervous about searching it because that is an absolutely unnecessary uh, rabbit hole to go down, but full of some really beautiful pieces there, especially there was there was other pieces as well to pre-order as well, sort of like um, there were some more of the Rebels characters there, some more Mandalorian pieces, maybe something to investigate next month, but some real quality pieces there if you're interested in statues and busts. Just just with the busts, just, I have three gentle giant busts. But what, what do people think of them? Because I can remember... Um, it was my second trip to Fax. I was with Jez and Cy, who aren't here tonight. But I bought the size Snootles bust out there. I decided I was going to do a size Snootles focus. That's about as far as it went. <laughs> but um, they were like, oh, no, she hasn't got her legs. She hasn't got her legs. But I love that little bust. It's one thing that never gets boxed up. And I've also got Chewie and I've got an Emperor's Royal Guard. But um, I find them quite good fun. But some of them are really expensive. I mean, I've been trying to find an Ula and an Ayala Sakura probably for a couple of years now. But they were convention exclusives. And they really, I mean, Ula, I can never find below about two. 250 quid. Uh, did you produce the Secura? <laughs> yeah, Secura. Uh, the first name? Ayala. <laughs> Ayla, Ayla Secure. Ayala. It got a second L, A in it. It's Ayla Secure. I'm sure it's got three A's. Yeah, it's got three A's in it. So you're not pronouncing the second. Oh, no, it hasn't. It's two A's before the Y. <laughs> yeah, I've always spelt it A Y A L A A. A A A. That's why you can't find it, mate. You keep on asking people for the speed that doesn't exist. Do you know what, mate? I've got that. I've got that on a um, search on eBay. I might have to check the spelling later because that's probably why only one pops up every three months. <laughs> <laughs> the one is so rare. She, she's worth a focus on her own, but there's not much out there. Anyone else own any of this stuff? I've got a Stormtrooper one. I think I got it at Father's From for like 15 quid. Some GameStop exclusive. That's him. They're nice. I just, yeah, some of them look better than others, I'd say. There's there's some, I think some of the human characters don't look as good, but the armoured characters are pretty cool. I'll tell you yeah. what you want. Um, Here we go. Let me get a pen. Dan, is... 
they've because you collect Rogue One, you won't find this on much other stuff. And that's Bistan. They do a Bistan bust, and it goes for only about thirty quid. But it's quite cool. Is he the little dude in the back of the ship shooting at the Atta? Is he one of those? Is he that guy? Yeah, Bistan. Okay, I'll keep an eye out for it, Stu. I'll add Mate, it. It's quite cheap. I'll keep tagging you in them if you want. Nice. <laughs> Perhaps we'll have to revisit the um, General Giant busts because it'd be interesting. Because, like you say, there is there is a, a huge range of them. Right. Let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. Dan, coming to you next because I know you always love this. Uh, the Funko Pops and wow, the Valentine's editions. I've got a funny feeling Mark might be uh, in for them. If he ain't, I'll, I'll order him for him. Send them to him on February the fourteenth. Yeah. So we've got. I think there's eleven on the list we've got a Luke Hoff he's the first one so we'll just cover him off quickly so he looks like a re-release he's got a different coloured bust bust where did I get bust from I was thinking of Vela Secura a different coloured base <laughs> so he's got a white base rather than the black one that came out in the standard one some years ago it's a Amazon exclusive looks like it's going to be tied into the uh, journey across the galaxy I uh, mentioned at the start so that's a um, Amazon exclusive and comes with a nice little pin badge just looking on eBay though the original Luke Hoff didn't seem to be going for that much maybe you know between five and ten quid but this this new luke hoff exclusive i don't know if it's been released not already but on ebay they're going for like 25 quid a pop so yeah that one's um obviously floating someone's boat and then we've also had the valentine's figures like you've mentioned Stu. so there's five of those in total the r2 is an exclusive to the funko pop store so you've got to go on their website to order that but the others are all going to be available at retail so we've got a yoda a darth vader stormtrooper and a chewbacca all in nice shades of pink and red each holding a box of valentine's chocolates there's not really much to say about them i think they're up mark street though i reckon they'll go well with his um hasbro black series christmas figures you you i tell you what you just know those things are going to sell like, <laughs> like the funko pop's biggest seller well after some of the things that steve's been sending through the post i reckon he's got to send you one of these <laughs> I, I better get something stupid what have you sent me through the post weightlifting magazines oh yeah i forgot about those yeah, loads of 1970s i bought a load of football magazines from the 60s and 70s and it had a load of um weightlifting magazines with them so i sent a lot of them to dan so i've ba- i've bounced them on to my mate like you don't know well yeah they're in the post to him at the minute so he's gonna yeah i'll keep passing the love on with those so keep them coming start start worrying when he starts sending you gladiator magazines um, yeah <laughs> And then we've got another five Funkos, all from Rise of Skywalker. So it looks, it looks like Funko are going completely the other way to everyone else. So there's two rays. One is her at the end of Rise of Skywalker holding the yellow lightsaber. There's another one with her holding two lightsabers crossed when she's fighting Palpatine at the end of the movie. There's a giant Babu Frick. He probably stands about 12 foot high, 12 foot, 12 inches high. And then we've got the Emperor. Um, which I think Craig pointed out in our chat. He's probably the first representation of the, the Emperor in that form from Rise of Skywalker. So, yeah, another tick to Funko there. And then we've got a Ben Solo as well from the end of the movie. There you go. If you want your background characters, Funko is the one to go to because they're guaranteed to do everyone. <laughs> they do churn them out, don't they? It's incredible. Uh-huh. Well, isn't it just painting the same mold, slightly different colours? Uh, no. I watched the... I know Craig put me onto it. I watched this the, the show on um, Disney+. Plus. It's more about... It was more about Marvel, but they, they went to the uh, the guys at Funko and you saw them designing them. Um, it's all done on computer and then obviously I must, they must print them out and get them manufactured based i think there's a bit more to it than you'd probably think but yeah it's pretty pretty interesting it's really good that show yeah it was good 
could have told us all about it, Craig, and not just Dan. We should read the chat. I thought I, did, I, thought you I did. mentioned it in, you, yeah, I you it in did. the group. You did, Craig. I did. I think I made the point that they need to do a Star Wars version. Absolutely. So, they, so they've got this little series, I think it's called 616 in Marvel That's 616. Right. Yeah. And they just look at different... Uh, aspects of Marvel and the fandom. So there's there's a uh, Japanese Spider-Man, the merchandise that go into the they go into the background of, of how an issue is written and the writing process. And it's great, you know. I've got a passing interest in Marvel, but you know, it's really nice contextual stuff. There's one on cosplay, and if they just took that template and did one for Star Wars, it'd be brilliant. Winner that one, yeah. Well, it does sound good. Perhaps I'll watch it now. You've told me about it as well, Craig. <laughs> Um, sticking on with Funko stuff, Craig, we've had a announcement of the Mandalorian minis. Are these blind bags? Yes. So they're oh. their um, they're their blind box, super deformed line. So they're not they're not absolute sort of mini Funkos. They're a different uh, sculpt, so they're not just shrunk down. You would expect, as as Grant says, you know, this a line like this to to look at these side characters. We've got three Grogu's in the set. One with a bowl, one with his eyes shut, and a, and a normal one. We've got three Mandalorians. One where he's stood. One where he's flying. One where he's flying with Grogu. We've got a uh, Cara Dune, got Grief Karga, we've got a Moff Gideon, we've got a Quill, and we've got an IG-11. So all the characters that we've seen in all the other lines... You know, if they carry this on, maybe this is where you will get your frog lady and your little blue fish man and all that stuff if these sell well, I guess. Yeah, quite good fun, aren't they, for what they are? Yeah, I mean, that was, what's their price point? Seven ninety nine. So, you know, these things go up every year. It's quite a lot for a little blind-bagged character. There'll be some that they are. I think they make some of them a bit rarer than others and have translucent ones and all of that. So I imagine there'll be some surprises in oh, some yeah. of the bags as well. Do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. I'd be really angry if I got a translucent one. <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, what do I want with that? Tell him on eBay. Get two more. I'd, yeah, just... I'd be angry if I got the uh, uh, Grogu with his eyes closed because he doesn't look finished. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, just draw some eyes on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Mark, coming over to you, a range that we've talked about uh, recently, uh, the Toy Box range. Uh, three announcements. Yeah, three new characters. This takes the total... Uh, sort of figure range to 21 figures in total so you've got uh, number 19 this is number 19 uh, this Vader pretty cool looking figure they remind me a lot of it reminds me a lot of the um, is it Disney Infinity you know the computer game yeah that's what they're modelled from it, it, they're very very similar to those aren't they that's, what's, that's what the Vader looks like to me anyway quite a lot of articulation quite a cool looking thing uh, Stormtrooper I, I, I don't know what's going on with this figure but it looks absolutely awful the head is I mean, you put the Vader and the Stormtrooper next to one of them, they look like they're completely different, totally different ranges. The the, the Vader, I, I get, it's kind of stylized. It looks quite cool, sort of He-Man-esque almost. But the Stormtrooper just looks weird. It looks a bit like a smaller version of, you know, the big Lego figures that they do, like the Bionicle figures where they're all jointed. It looks a bit like that, but smaller, uh, very strange. And then uh, the last one is um, number 21. That's uh, General Grievous. Um, that comes with uh, four sabres. And again, if you put these three figures next to one another, you wouldn't believe that they were from the same line. Grievous, again, actually looks pretty screen accurate out of the three of them. The, the detailing on him, the, the proportions to the head and the, the limbs and stuff, he does look very sort of close to the actual character from the film. So, yeah, he's a bit more expensive as well. Uh, only got dollar prices for these at the moment. I think they're twelve ninety nine for the Vader and Stormtrooper, which would probably translate as about ten pound in your English pounds. And uh, Grievous is a bit more expensive. Uh, he's uh, fourteen ninety nine, so he's probably going to be about twelve and a half quid. That's all there is to say about them. 
Yeah, strange line. Grievous. I quite liked Grievous. I, I did think Daniel probably buy that. Probably. If we end up in a Disney store someday in the future, I imagine he'll spot it and dad. So, yeah, a few, a few bits and pieces there for you to delve into. I, I mean, I've just delved into the hot toy. I can see Craig getting the layer milestone statue because he's got the floor in he collects. It is done. Is it? You've done it? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> Live on air? Or <laughs> no, it no I did it the other day when we were talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Mark going down the Valentine Funkos, so there's definitely something for everybody there. You're about to face off with the Dark Troopers. You had your hands full with one. Let's see how you do against a platoon. The second series of, of Mandalorian's now finished and I thought we'd have a, like, a bit of a recap and a bit of expectations when it comes to the toys from the Mandalorian. Like we say, the dust has now settled on that second season so we can look at it and revisit it now with some, some fresh eyes and, and have another look at uh, what we've already received. Now Grant, I'm going to come to you first on this because the first season of The Mandalorian was well received. I think everyone liked it. But the second season appeared to really capture the imagination and it reignited so many people's love of Star Wars. So what do you think it was about this season of the show that has really got everyone excited? It's mostly due to the the showrunners using the influences of Star Wars to base Star Wars on. So you've got a lot of the, the Western and the samurai feel uh, a lot of the previous genres, like the John Ford films, the Akira Kurosawa films, all that kind of stuff that influenced Star Wars, that made The Mandalorian feel like Star Wars. So it didn't just look like Star Wars. So it wasn't just lightsabers and TIE fighters, but it also felt like Star Wars as well. And I think that's what resonated p- with people both consciously and su- and subconsciously, which I think is where, if you look at where the sequel films failed to grab hold of the imagination the same way other Star Wars films have, is because they were based or even plagiarized on Star Wars. So, you know, The Force Awakens was a lot like A New Hope. The Last Jedi was The Empire Strikes Back, but just turned on its head. And I think that that's what they thought Star Wars was. And I think that 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 wasn't correct. And I think why The Mandalorian has resonated so much, why people think it makes them feel like the original trilogy is because it's based on exactly the same things as the original trilogy. And I think that's why it's got that extra bit of George Lucas magic, that that sprinkle of George Lucas magic that was clearly missing from the sequel films. Don't know if you guys agree on that. Yeah, I, I think that the pace as well, you know, quite often the Mandalorian, he, he'd walk he'd walk where he was going, whereas I don't want to keep kind of ragging on the sequel trilogy, but it was kind of like, right, we've got to make it faster, faster, bang, 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 bang. And I know George Lucas is all about the fastest, more intense, but he wasn't afraid to have quiet moments either. I thought, I think that's one of the things that, you know, is more about the character development and obviously they have the, the time for that to, to happen in a TV show. But I think that's what was missing a lot of the heart from the original trilogy was missing in that sequel trilogy and it's come back now i mean that the, the final scenes of that show i was in pieces at the end and right. it wasn't even the fact that, that luke was there is that we'd invested so much time with you know din and baby yoda or, or grogu it, yeah it really yeah it was fantastic I, I haven't had an emotional response to star wars like that for for a long long time so i think many people thought they'd really missed the boat i mean disney were i can remember christmas 2019 why is there no merchandise of baby yoda and they've made up for it since, haven't they? I mean, Baby Yoda is on everything. It's available on everything. I bought one of the 
plush ones probably last summer my little girl still puts the bed in her bedroom each night so it's, it, it became you know flooded really the merchandise of that we've just said it with the funko minis set of 12 there's three and uh, i think two of the other characters are also holding a grogu so i just want to recap what has been released to this point because i know we've touched on it occasionally over the course of this show we've touched on the old black series we've discussed how many uh, mandalorian figures there have been in the vintage collection so we'll come to that in a minute so craig i'm going to come with you first can you just give us a bit of a rundown of the black series and what we've already seen in regards to the mandalorian so the black series this is our collector focused line this is i think it's fair to say more for display than play and that's borne out by the the effort they're putting into the packaging at the moment looking first at the eponymous character so looking at mandalorian himself um he was introduced in his original armor back when we didn't know what his name was as part of triple force friday which was october 2019 and it came out in some special first edition white packaging and then as the line kicked off for real he was re-released in the regular old style black series box that version of him and his original armor was re-released for a third time as a as a carbonized version, which was the uh, the target exclusive. And then he got his Beskar armor, and he came out in the new style box. And then finally, he came out with the removable helmet. He was paired with Grogu, and this time he was uh, he was introduced and named on the box as Din Jarin. So that's how many is that? One, two, three, four five versions of, of the main character you've um, got six as well with that carbonized kind of on a on a card back version as well so there's another one oh, here as well course, oh, the credit yeah, collection the, um, yeah yeah that's it collection. so different packaging for the uh yes the yes you're absolutely right so that's that six mm. yeah Obviously, the standout star was Baby Yoda, and he had he's had four releases. First version where he was on his own was released in the smaller box. Porgs were, but that was re-released again because they didn't paint the collar and the cuffs, so there was a running change. So two versions of him in that original black box. Then he came with Din Djarin in the the build-up pack, and there's also a version of him with the biker scout, although that's technically just a, a head in a bag. All the other main good guys have been released. So we've got Karaju, Grief Karga, IG-11 and Quill. They've all had figures. Uh, the Mandos have been represented by the Armourer, where you've had one basic one and one in a nice box with extra accessories and furry shoulders. Uh, and you've got the heavy infantry Mando, which we established as Paz Vizsla, but they didn't really do anything with that, uh, that little nugget on the show. And of course, Bo Katani's coming. So she's been announced as well. The bad guys, we've had Moff Gideon. We've had a clean and a dirty Stormtrooper, an incinerator Stormtrooper, which is a, a repaint and a bike scout. And in terms of background characters, I guess the Jawa is the only one really. And he was uh, he was a repack of a, a 2017 version, but with a soft goods cloak. Uh, he came out in the white box uh, and then the standard black box. And as Dan says, there were there were the uh, the credit collection versions of uh, Kara, IG-11, Mando and the Stormtrooper, wasn't it? I think it's quite interesting looking at that list. I mean, we've already mentioned that, that they released the same figures. So how many is that? Tw- 23 without the credit collection? Is that right? Yeah, that's what I've got. In a 23 selection there, there's not a great deal of variety, though, is there? Really? It's, it's, it's back to my point of display rather than play, isn't it? No one's going to you know, build scenes out of these things because you, you couldn't really. They're more like, here are, the key, here are the key players, put them on the shelf and don't they look lovely? And this, this is their, their main go-to line now, so it'd be interesting to see where they do actually go with it. But Dan, you, you looked at the vintage collection. So if you could do a similar sort of thing to, to what Craig's just done, 
So I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll try and follow the same pattern. I haven't thought it through as much as Craig, but I think I can do it on the on the fly. So in terms of the Mandalorian himself, um, he was released on a, a vintage car back with his, um, I suppose, standard armor before he got his full Beskar armor. So we got that release. Then there was the Beskar armor release that came out just recently, and the the build up pack. There's also the version that's coming with the Razor Crest. So he's got a soft goods cape of that, so he can sit down in the cockpit. So it's slightly different to the others. And then with Grogu. We've obviously got the one that's in the build-up pack. Um, there is a, a standard release coming sometime this year with the Pram. And then again, you've got the version that's going to come carded with the Razor Crest. Outside of that, you've got the Armourer, Cara Dune, the Incinerator Trooper. You've got the Clatoonian Raider who came with the ATST Raider vehicle. That was only available in that, but not carded. You've got Moff Gideon, Remnant Storm Trooper. You've got the Death Trooper on a carbonized card back. And you also have the Jawa that's coming with the Razor Crest as well. And Grief Cargo, we know, is coming in 2021. So 13 figures with the Death Trooper. That doesn't include the ones that come with the Razor Crest. Yeah. Again, 13 figures, 14 figures. I mean, 25% of that is the Mandalorian again. Yeah. I mean, and if you condense those lists down to single figures, I think the only, you've got two figures in the Black Series line, the IG-11 and the Quill. Everything else might not be released yet as of today, but, uh, sorry, in Bo-Katan. Pretty much a biker scout, but you know, what's the biker scout? It's a repainted version of an older one. I'm sure if they wanted to, they could re- redo one of those. So it's, it's all in the offing, isn't it? It's not like there's a unique skull. I mean, I imagine IG 11, relatively similar to IG 88. Would it take that much to, to take one and give them a couple of bandadiers and throw them on a car back? Probably not. Yeah, so it is it's easy, right, yeah. but they're going to do it. it. Yeah, that's yeah. The, uh, the question there. Now, Mark, I'm going to come over to you because I know you've had a lot of love for the Haslab Razor Crest project. First of all, can you just, just give as a reminder just recap exactly what it was the release date of it what was coming with it and how well it was backed i think you you alluded to the numbers earlier with regards to that this was sort of offered up by haslab towards the tail end of last year i think it's sort of announced in september and the the end date to sort of get your order in your pre-order in was the 9th of november and uh, initially the target to get the thing made was 6000 uh, as i said earlier that was absolutely smashed and ended up being over 28000 backers which netted hasbro almost 10 million in sales just on that one product it was retailing at well the uk price was 349 pound which when you look at it and you see what you get with it i honestly think it's massive value for money so along with the ship which is whacking 30 inches long and a 20 inch wide model it comes with as dan has just mentioned an exclusive mando figure with a soft cape and then on the different tiers, so if we got to 7,000, 10,000, 15,000, each time it was released a, you know, another addition to come with the ship if you backed it. So the first one was an escape pod, which bizarrely was never even seen in the show. So I don't know why they um, came up with that. It's a bit, bit so, strange, that, because... It's on the Lego set as well, Mark. I built the Lego yeah. set at Christmas, and they've got that on there too. It's weird. It's almost like Lucasfilm and Hasbro were in talks to say, like, what can we add to the... The has what can we add to the ship to make it more interactive? And Lucasfilm to well, there is an episode where there's an escape pod. It's almost like that was discussed. It must have been. It's, it's just a very strange addition, in my opinion. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, the second one is uh, again, as Dan alluded to, a child figure with a hover pram from the end of season one. Is 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 the main difference there the card back, or is it something different with the figure, Dan? I think we look. I think that the the child's got the ball, the control knob in his 
hand. It's, it's, ah, right, okay. Yeah. And then tier three was four carbonite blocks, which you see in the first episode of uh, The Mandalorian. So you get four different characters in all frozen. Uh, tier four was a display stand, so it looks, you can put your model sort of on a sort of tilt so it looks like it's flying. Pretty cool uh, addition, that. And number five was the uh, off-world gel, which again has been mentioned again, but this it has an exclusive card back. It has an open mud horn egg and some exclusive accessories including uh, a necklace i think it's a, a jawa elder i think this particular character is so when you sort of take all that and piss it all out you know for 350 quid in the great scheme of things in star wars collecting in the star wars collecting world i think that represents pretty good value for money so we're that, that, that's that's basically where we're at with that at the moment so obviously during the uh, second series we saw the riser crest get destroyed Do you think it would have got 28,000 backers if people had known that? I, I mean, there was a bit of a... I mean, Star Wars fans, they're not known for their uh, knee-jerk reaction, moaning reactions, are they? But yeah, there, there, there was the, the, the usual sort of uproar with anything that doesn't meet with uh, certain fans' expectations and people in, in protests pulling their back into the project, which to me is just so ridiculous it's unbelievable i mean there was the analogy made that the haslab's previous star wars uh, creation which was the the jabba sail barge which again absolutely fantastic item that blew up that was only on screen for a few minutes and that blew up and that didn't stop people racing to get those and paying over the odds once they entered the secondary market it's, it's just bizarre that that fans can sort of take that stance and you know out of protest they're not going to back something because it's been destroyed it doesn't stop me wanting the item one iota. It's just very, it's just a very strange stance to take on something which, and I think Craig absolutely hit the nail on the head when he described it as the Mandalorian space fan, and I think that is a great, great analogy, and that's what that's what it is. Uh, it's a fantastic vehicle, and why why wouldn't you want if you're a fan of the series? Why wouldn't you want this this thing? It's brilliant. Yeah, there was a few fans up in arms about it, and but you know, let's let's just ignore those guys. Eh? I'll tell you whether I was um, happy with it blowing up or not, depending on how Zavi do for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> watch this space. I'm going to ask you this then, right? Because the project ends the date, and then that episode airs. I think it's something like ten days so after the end date okay if you'd backed it you'd backed it at that point when when it then happened do you think that the dates were tactfully arranged or do you think that hasbro actually had no idea that was coming my personal opinion is i think if they didn't know officially i think there must have been people who knew at hasbro that it was going to happen because they, they work fairly closely together. I would imagine people know each other in the industry, the toy industry and the film industry, especially if you're working very closely on creating something like the Razor Crest. I'm sure, I'm positive, and I don't have any evidence for this, you know, so just stick with me. I'm sure that they knew it was going to end up uh, destroyed. I think the HasLab, the whole HasLab Razor Crest thing was, what do the fans want? 
And at that particular moment in time, they wanted a razor crest. So the ball starts rolling and Haslab gets so far down the line with it. And then they realize, oh God, it's going to get destroyed. Well, we'll just go with it anyway. It shouldn't really matter. And I think they might probably be a bit surprised by some of the responses from the fans. Like, like I say, these guys that were pulling out of backing the project and people up in arms about, you know, a toy getting blown. You know, I'm, I'm not buying a toy now because it's been blown up. I mean, how ridiculous do you sound? I think they knew whether that date uh, for the end date of the, the, the Haslab project and the episode airing, that might have been a bit of blind luck, really, or if you can describe it as luck. I think that was probably just coincidence. I, I can't see that those two things would marry up uh, between the two different companies, Lucasfilm and um, Hasbro. So, yeah, I think it was a, a bit of a coincidence, but I, I think they must have known. I mean, we've just been looking at the vintage collection in the Black Series and we're saying, oh, again, very similar items, maybe not as, as vast, but they have given us something like the Razor Crest. So you just hope that they, they now give us the pieces to to make a fantastic display in the coming months. But like we've already said, Hot Toys seem to smash it out of the park constantly and hit we here at Generation Skywalker, we we all have a bit of a love for Hot Toys. Now, Grant, obviously, a lot of these aren't actually out, but they're all available for pre-order. Can you take us through the, the Hot Toys range that's come from the Mandalorian already? A lot of the 17 characters that have been issued are also relevant in other eras. You know, you've got sort of like some of the Stormtroopers and the Scout Troopers are relevant to the original trilogy or for Rogue One. So if you're looking for unique Mandalorian figures that are just Mandalorian, you have the Mandalorian himself, uh, the child, and then you've got the antagonist Moff Gideon and the heavy infantry Mandalorian. The rest of them are very easy to attribute or reissue under a different banner. So you'll have things like the Shore Trooper, the Transport Trooper, uh, the Death Trooper, and the Incinerator Remnant Stormtroopers, all part of sort of like the Rogue One original trilogy area. A Scout Trooper, you could easily reissue as part of Return of the Jedi. As I believe Dan said, IG-11 is basically IG-88, easy to remodel that into a different figure. So the majority of them are actually existing or could be reissued or what was the one that the death watch mandalorian that's a clone wars era release even though they have a, a vast library for high-end toys the dark trooper moff gideon the child and heavy infantry mandalorian and the mandalorian that that that, that, that is basically your your release yeah the tuscan you know the tuscan raider that that's a new hope or the phantom menace do you know what i mean they're, they're, they're very clever and I'm, i wonder if that, that's how they're able to make such a good show by using assets that already exist within their their, their portfolios rather than inventing new ones there's no cara dune there's no you know apollo creed there's no nick nolte character there's none of that's come to the forefront yet or or, or has been announced <laughs> there's no Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. They make such a good job of them, even when they just tweak them, though, don't they? They get away with it because it is a, a high-end product. And I think what you were saying when we did, I think when we did the last year's wrap-up grant, and I've kind of now I've bought Hot Toy, I'm I'm a bit more um, obviously invested and been reading up and listening to shows and stuff. And there's definitely a different attitude towards that um, in Hot Toys collecting community than there is in than there is in vintage or black series. They're they're not they don't seem to get as frustrated as some of us do when we when we look at the releases on black series. They're kind of like, oh yeah, well I didn't get it first time round, I'll get it this time round because they are such expensive pieces. You know, people do skip over some of these things, and it's a good opportunity to go back and fill holes without paying premium prices and uh, and with limited runs i mean everyone was very excited that that, that short trooper was announced 
that's armor I really like. I really like the design of that. And there's no way I'm going to pay $600, $700 for a $200 figure. But I think that's, that's what the show's doing as well, isn't it? I know you mentioned about assets and stuff, but even for those Shore Trooper costumes they used in Mandalorian with the ones from Rogue One, they just flew them out from Pinewood and, and reconstituted them. So I think that's part of the... It almost feels like that show, yeah, just take what we got and use what we can. Yeah. I don't know what budget is for Mandalorian, but it felt like, you know, they had the... the what's that big screen there in front of that allowed them to make it all look quite epic? But I think in terms of practical props, they try to reuse as much as what was already out there. And and the toy company is following the same format. Just before we move off what else they've produced, obviously, I think Mark brought them up earlier. We've also had the retro collection figures, which I think um, half the team here has, has pre-ordered. They're a great little quirky line. I can't wait to uh, see what we think of them as they arrive. That was a nice little touch because the retro line had only gone down figures that we'd seen before. So basically, that is that is what we've received. That is what we've currently got out or looking forward to. Anyone got any opinions on what uh, what we've seen? Is there any glaring omissions? I, I think IG-11 in the vintage collection is quite a big miss, and I think Cara June in the Hot Toys is quite a big oversight as well but anything else you think should be there frog lady if she's in series two we, we can forgive them for that because i think she'll come don't you i hope so mate i want a hot toy of that <laughs> you want a hot toy of it <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> expecting a hot toy i thought you might have uh, said black series or something hot toy of the frog lady i, I don't think that's going to happen that that's her name on uh, on wikipedia as well frog lady fennec shan she was in uh, the first series wasn't she the, the sniper i thought she she was uh, one that they could have done i mean a lot of the other characters i mean i, I don't know the name of the cat, all the characters, but the the lady in the docking bay at Tatooine. Would you really want an action figure of her? Or Bill Burr? And any of those characters in that Prison Break episode, they'd be they'd be quite a good set to have. I think a Blurg would have been good. Someone's done a Blurg. One of the lines. Is beyond... It's def- it's definitely in Funko. Yeah, yeah, sure. I know it's in Funko, but is it? Which, um, yeah, they've uh, definitely got Funko uh, of it with Quill on the back. All uh, oh, right, so that was a Mandalorian release. I was thinking that they did a throwback to Battle for Endor. <laughs> The holy yeah. smokes, that, 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 that's well out of left field. That'd be amazing. I might actually buy that as a Funko Pop. Perhaps if you removed your helmet. Perhaps he remembers I tried to roast him. This is a female. The males are all eaten during mating. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the second the second part of the Mandalorian discussion then, and that is where do we think each area will go in 2021? And do you think we're going to see a lot more Mandalorian still? We know that Series 3 isn't coming until 2022. We know that this year is the 50th anniversary of Lucasfilm, and we're going to see a toy range which is going to include not just Star Wars, but Indiana Jones and, fingers crossed, Howard the Duck and um, Leah Thompson. Yeah, um, do you think we're going to get her in a small so we can make a scene with Howard the Duck? And we're going to get the Boba Fett series coming. So, first of all, do we think we're going to see much Mandalorian merchandise in 2021? I think that we've seen, I mean, obviously we've got stuff up until, I think, releases up to April, May. I think there'll be a smattering of store exclusives that kind of drop and they're available pretty much immediately. Like we've seen like the the build-up pack, probably the second half of the year, um, potentially some exclusives. And then, yeah, I think come October, there'll be a, I reckon there'll be a Fet Friday because obviously the book of Boba Fett and we'll see, we'll see a, a couple of waves coming out for then. I think we'll definitely see obviously Boba Fett I don't want to call him Fat Fat, Big Fat. I don't know. We've probably seen a few of those. Obviously, we've got the helmet on the way already. They've repainted that. They're just going to start yeah, churning out Boba Fett figures. They, they can cross-brand those, though, can't they? So your, yeah. your book of Boba Fett is, is also your Mandalorian figure. Yeah. The same with the Fennec Shan. 
That's and what I was going to say. We've already had you had an Ahsoka, didn't you, in the Rebels box for the yep. Black Series. She's going to be easy just to switch out for um, the Mandalorian figure quite quickly and the same when it comes to her own TV show. Um, I think you'll see a lot of that this year. That's why I think you'll see Fett. I think you'll see her. So maybe that, that, that that's how they, they'll build their, their toy library is by having constant crossovers. What was, what was it you called it? Grant the Filoni-verse? Uh, that was Dan, yeah. Filoni for yeah. this, yeah. Yeah, so so some sort of umbrella line because if these, you know, four or five shows that you mentioned are all going to be in that time frame and you're going to have these characters crossing over, there needs to be some sort of glue to that. Well, didn't Disney just announce eras that they were going to, because we mm. call them prequel original trilogy, then they said it was going to be like High Republic, Old Republic, Empire, New Republic, something like that. that maybe that that's part of the classification going on. Possibly. So you'd have, um, so you have, you know, your Clone Wars would all be mixed up with your Solo and your Obi Wan Kenobi TV series, and you know they categorise them that way, and they uh, cross pollination there. Interesting. So, gents, I'm going to go around you, each of you, one at a time. Okay, first of all, to see if you could choose any five items to be released in 2021. You can go Black Series, Vintage Collection, or Hot Tires, whatever you want, but just five items that you hope to see or you'd like to see, okay? So we'll just have a little little, little think about it and um, we'll see what, what each of you come up because I ran a poll across a few different Facebook groups. This is that question, okay? And uh, I'll give you the results afterwards of, of generally what I, I discovered by doing that. So let's just go through you lot first then. So let's start with you, Dan. Five toys. Um, you can bounce between the the three categories. What what do you want to see? So uh, the number one that I want, and, uh, and it's you know it's popular on Facebook. I don't know whether you've had the same results coming through, but I really want that Luke Jedi in a hot toy. I think I've you know they're on the secondary market now. The Luke Skywalker figures from Return of the Jedi going gangbusters, and yeah, you know there's every opportunity they've released one with a with a black hood. Yeah, so that's that would be one. That, that, as soon as that gets put up, I'm, I'm certain it will. That will be the first one that I. Uh, immediately pre-order the, the day it goes up um in terms of other lines i've uh, we saw the cob van is it cob van the dude who's got boba fett's armor i'd like to see a figure of him i think that'd be a good one yeah. um i'm just kind of flicking through the episodes of the dark trooper i don't think he was a significant enough character for me to want to buy the hot toy but I'd, again vintage collection i, I definitely had that into to my run you the, didn't think he was a significant character the dark trooper yeah. no no, not enough for me to go and spend that money on a hot toy. I'd rather go and buy a Luke Skywalker for 300 quid or however much it ends up being after King Comtech. Could buy both, but I've got, got the space, mate. I don't want to I don't buy, want a couple of boxes. You could buy 10 Dark Troopers with Luke slaying them all down. Yeah, I could do that, but I haven't got the room to lay it all out. Wow. Well, I don't love Star Wars enough. That's the thing. Let's move Emma out. Um, yeah. <laughs> she liked your comments on the Christmas show about uh, uh, Prince decorations. She thought that was quite humorous. I played it back to her. But the free Mandalorian, so obviously um, Bo-Katan and her two um, buddies um, from the from the episode on the on the on the boats. So I'd want those three as well. So that's that's fine. Well, damn fro- frog ladies in that episode as well. Yeah, I'm not interested in a frog lady. Okay. Oh, I, I, I need her eggs though. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, Mark, what about yourself? I just hope we get a second wave of retro figures. Uh, that, that That's the one thing that I really want to come out uh, either this year or really by next year is um, it would be interesting to see another wave of retro figures because, um, you know, we've had stuff from existing, which is why I think when they announced the Mandalorian retro line, it was, it's completely left. I thought, well, 
why, why are they doing that? That's a bit strange, isn't it? Given the, the sort of thinking behind the re- retro line, it was basically reintroducing old figures to a bigger market rather than uh, just a collector's market. So for them to go down that line, I, I thought it was a bit strange. But I've invested in those that first wave. Um, very interesting. I like the figures. I think they look really, really cool. Nice to see them uh, give the Mandalorian characters the, the re- sort of retro sculpt. So I would love to see uh, a second wave. And out of those, my favourite design is the transport trooper. Um, I really, really love that character. I'd also like to see a Black Series helmet of the trans- transport trooper's um, helmet. I think that would look really cool. It's a really nice design, that. Nice. Do you think, not think, the um, the next range of retro figures will be Attack of the Clones with it the 20-year anniversary next year? Um <laughs> Well, if it is, it is. But I, I, you know, if we're talking about wish lists, then that that would be what I would love to see. Yeah, nice. Uh, what about you, uh, Grant? Frog Lady Hot Toys. Yeah, Frog Lady Hot Toys, Burger Town Hot Toys, the the, the Boba Fett, the Cobb Van. Uh, All in Hot Toy. Oh yeah, come on, let's do it. <laughs> what about that? Was his name Gorganesh? Yeah, chuck him in as well. Nice. So uh, and Lady and Lady Proxima as well, please. <laughs> Lady Proxima. <laughs> Fair enough. Craig? Yeah, I mean, I agree with all, uh, you know, all of that. I mean, the Dark Trooper has to be a key figure across all the lines, surely. And um, and I like Frog Lady, too. I think she's got that classic Marvel vibe to her. She's cool. And we've already mentioned the Cara Dune Hot Toys. I think they do a really good job of her. So, yeah, I, uh, we've mentioned a Blurg. Well, I mentioned a Blurg. I think a Blurg would be nice. Maybe a walking Blurg. And, you know, despite all of the Mandalorian figures that have been out, I still don't think they've done the ultimate. We haven't got a a rocket firing Mando who's got a flying pose with a zip wire, maybe, or some way of propelling him, or maybe just like one of those sculpted fire bursts. I mean, he does so much. And I think there's still some some ways of, of milking that particular cash cow, keeping him popular while he's off the air. Some, some interesting suggestions. Now, so I uh, I put a little post up on I think it was six or seven Facebook groups and um, all of them got some sort of I I asked for people what what five figures they'd most like and in what scale. Now the the groups that that came back with a lot of response was the UK Black Series Collector and Sales Group, the Star Wars the Black Series Collectors Group, and Echo Base UK Modern. Although all the other groups also gave. Uh, gave quite a, a show in. I, I did get some responses. I was expecting eight or 10 people to res, to respond. I had 78 respond. And of that 78, 70 of them were after Black Series figures. So kind of, okay, two of the two of the real responsive groups were Black Series groups. I did find that quite interesting because even on the Echo group, a lot of it was Black Series. Seven people were off to Vintage Collection and only one for the Hot Toys, which was, of course, Chris Leddy, of, <laughs> who is a known to be a hot toy collector so over over those people's um choices 45 different characters were named and we talk about oh they're 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 chugging out the same the same figures interestingly enough let's go to boba fett okay we always go oh there's another boba fett figure there's another boba fett figure uh boba fett in his re-armor near at the end of the thing when he's got his armor as he wants it was far and away the most favorite and wanted figure so from 78 people 43 of them chose that figure and it was the main figure that people were after and people wanted all sorts of fets we had the damaged armor when he first gets it back with him bursting out of it no armor in him is kind of robes and people wanted him in his tuscan disguise 
I mean, two people asked for him in a in a deluxe set with changeable outfits. I think I think Dave Tree was the first one to actually allude to that on that thread. So quite a lot of people wanting different types of fets. But interestingly, also uh, the Dark Trooper was the second most wanted. Fennec Shand was the third. Uh, Ahsoka was fourth. Again, another figure we see a lot of. Uh, Cobb Vanth, which some of you have mentioned here, was the fifth. Uh, Mayfield from the first series, his look in the first series, was sixth. Seventh, Cosca Reeves, which we've just been talking about, one of the three Mandos. Eight was Luke. Uh, nine was Frog Lady. And the tenth was Mayfield again, but in his tank driver, the transport outfit. So I did think they were, you know, not so much the background characters, kind of the majority of them are main characters, aren't they? Um, I could go through them. I had to actually Google some of the uh, some of the characters on here. I mean, some a couple of people wanted a crate dragon in um, vintage collection size. Um, ice spiders were coming up. There was more Mando suggestions. Mando with the spear, which people said they hadn't seen. Vintage collection, IG-11 and Bo-Katan were the main ones that came up there. And then you had a, a smattering of all sorts of stuff. I mean, you're just talking about that, the deluxe docking bay lady. Uh, Dave True wanted that with three pit droids being our set. Yeah, there, there was some interesting things. But over on the uh, the UK Black Series Collectors and Sales Group, there was a chap called Lyle Love on there. He made some interesting ch- choices. But he put on there, oh, I've done my own customs of the Black Series for the, Ma- the Marshall, a scuffed and a shiny fit and a Luke. So I asked to see him on there and he posted some photos of his customs and he's built them dioramas around them. They were amazing. Yeah, I'd love to get someone on like that. I mean, people are customising Black Series figures. Um, It's quite incredible. But a real selection here. No one's mentioned the client. I mean, he was quite a big character in the first series, wasn't he? Mithril, he he was back in series season two, wasn't he? Have I got that name right, Grant? Dr. Pershing. The who? Dr. Pershing. Dr. Pershing, wasn't it? Yeah, there was, I mean, the list here. I mean, the Night Owls, people were asking for a two-pack of that. I had that a few times. Um, and the Mortar Stormtrooper, the Mortar Trooper, was chosen quite a lot as well. They just missed out. Do, do, do you know, it goes to show, though, that you've got that Book of Boba Fett coming up and the Ahsoka series coming up. They've just got rid of one cash cow with the Baby Yoda leaving the series, but it looks like that all the collectors are well up for the next uh, Boba Fett, Ahsoka cash cow. Yeah. They, they, this, this Favreau... Felonyverse that seem to know what they're doing. Did uh, yeah. did Fat Bib get any votes? He did, he did. He got um let me just have a look. He got four votes, three as a black series and one as a vintage collection. <laughs> I mean his wasn't really in the Mandalorian, was he? <laughs> <laughs> that was a more of an advert at the end, but people were after him. In, in, in the prequel days though, that would have been a guarantee, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Fifty sixty figures plus a year. See, people were asking for for the gang from from episode six in series one, the crew that they they take on that mission, which was had Mayfield in it. I yeah. mean, there's some brilliant characters in there. But even the droids in that episode were good as well. So they had those security droids and had the yeah. R one unit stuff like that. There's, there's all kinds of rabbit holes they could go down. Is there a vote for the uh, the the woman who makes the blue the blue juice in the swamp, the sort of shimmy Skywalker of the Mandalorian yeah. series? Do you, do you know her name? Because like I said to you, I've got about ten names on it, and I haven't got a clue who they are. I mean, a James Stanway had had put down Q nine O. I was thinking, what the bloody hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Don't know. I haven't googled that one yet. I know this Mandalorian woman's name. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna find it. Quite a diverse diverse list when I look through it, but some decent uh, decent suggestions in there i was just interested when people were choosing fet because i was thinking it doesn't matter how many fets you got people still want more don't they 
do you think this new FET series is going to just focus on kind of the present or do you think I, I've got a strong feeling the fact it's called Book of Boba Fett it might just be as well called the story of Boba Fett and is it going to tell a bit more of his backstory so are we going to see him escape from the Sarlacc are we going to see him <laughs> shot in the head by um, who was it who dented the helmet in some of the animatics they showed um, Cad Bane he was the one who's meant to have dented Boba Fett's helmet and there's all that kind of stuff that's never been shown on screen before is it going to be more about flashbacks that? well even more than that is it going to be just because he sat on the throne at the end doesn't mean the show is going to start off from that point is it going to be kind of yeah a little bit more I suppose linear going through his story to get to that point I've, I've got a Absolutely. theory Go on then, Greg. I th- I think it's going to be my like my name is Earl. I think <laughs> I think he's got a book right, and it's all the people who've wronged him. Yeah. He's been out of action since he was in the Sarlacc pit, and he's going to be going around rounding up at one, you know, one a week. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to get a flashback to when he had um, Luke and Han Solo hanging upside down because of <laughs> a fever. Yes, friend. <laughs> and he's riding a great big sea serpent around everywhere. <laughs> Hey, the other one, the, the, the Rangers of the New Republic. What if the Rangers were Han, Luke and Leia? I don't think it would happen. Imagine that. You could get, if they've done a great job of Luke and CG and him, they could do all three of them. Is it not Chuck Norris inspired? <laughs> I don't know. It's just the title at the minute, isn't it? Do you think this is sort of based on the, the, the Wild West, like an American sort of uh, cultural thing of, you know, uh, you know the, the Wild West, and then you've got people who are promoted to deputies in which to keep the peace, and that they're, they're going down that, that way. So you got you know your Gina Carrero uh, character, and you got your your what's the name from the first one who finds the fat armor? Oh, Cobb Vanth. Yeah, is it based on these? Maybe. Or, yeah, I don't I don't know really what we've learned from that, apart from everyone just wants Boba Fett figures all the time. So Hasbro, you're doing the right thing, not doing the background <laughs> characters. Crack on. What do we know? A frog lady. Yeah, frog lady, obviously. Frog lady. Can you just get a hot toy of frog lady? I mean, that would just sit inside show for ages, wouldn't it? Could you imagine if we woke up tomorrow morning and I'd announced it? It'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the, first, the first hot toy peg warmer. I promise you I will buy it if they ever release it because I know if my it, money's if safe. It, if it comes with a canister of eggs, I'm getting it. Um, wait, I'm, I'm going to get like five of them. It's exciting, isn't it? Let's, let's, let's uh, see how the year unfolds. Be loads of surprises. Demuska. figure of the month where you can go and choose your favorite but i thought as we've discussed the mandalorian i thought you could all choose your favorite and your least favorite from any of the lists uh this this month so um craig well i've, I've looked at this from the point of view of if, if if you only bought one figure because i think the the din Djarin and the grogu build-up pack is great because it's a it's a good price point You've got the two main characters. You've got Pram in there. You've got his iconic forked blaster. You've got some Beskar. You've got some. You've got the tracker. And you know, I don't own any Mandalorian 
things at all. I, I think I got no, I got a Lego set for for, for Christmas, little the little uh, battle pack. But I, I I want to get something. I want to get something to acknowledge it exists and, and how much I enjoy it. And and I think if I bought one thing, I'd buy that. I'd buy the Dinjarin Grogu build up pack. Nice, nice. And on the other foot, then, what what would be the piece you would least buy? I don't know, stormtrooper. <laughs> Fair enough, Mark. I would probably go for the, either the Shaw Trooper or the Shaw Trooper Squad Leader, uh, just because ever since they appeared in Rogue One, I just think that I, I just love the design of them. I think they look fantastic, and and, and also possibly the um, Transport Trooper because as as I mentioned before, I just love the design of them. I love the I love the helmets and and uh, the costumes and everything. Fantastic, love them. Good choice, good choice. And what what about your least? I'm not sure I've got a least, to be honest with you, mate. I might have to swerve that question, to be honest with you. There isn't anything that really stands out and think, mm, God, I guess thing, the one the one thing that really does sort of slightly bug me is, you know, the incinerator trooper. He's got that graphic on his helmet and on his armour. That just looks a bit naff to me. They could have done something more with that. It just looks really flat. So, yeah, that, that figure, I'll go for that. Grant? The, the Bo-Katan Black Series, I think, is fantastic. Should be a beautiful hot toy, uh, and I, I, I think the Black Series version of it is great as well. The Dark Trooper is also good. As far as ones I don't like, I wasn't really paying attention. Sorry, mate. Uh, any Funko Pops in there? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm afraid not, mate. But we'll let you have a Funko Pop. Um, yeah, all right, cheers, but Dan. So for me, I really like the the Moff Gideon in the Vintage Collection. That's a really good figure. Um, but because I've pre-ordered it and I'm so excited about it coming, I'm going to go with that Mandalorian and the Child Deluxe Pack. I've been watching a few videos on YouTube thinking, oh, that's going to look really good in my cabinet. So I'm going to go with that. And my least favourite, probably the Black Series Baby Yoda in the single box on its own. My boy got that. I got him that, well, he got it on Father Christmas in his stocking and you can't keep the arms on it. They just fall off and it's a terrible sculpt. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick that in there. Yeah, right. oh, it's not very good. Not for 10, 12 pound or whatever it costs <laughs> for an accessory. to have a bit of a, a bit of a thank you to our listeners because the modern way as a show um listenership has been growing for the modern way and i have noticed that uh, the older shows are getting a lot of um, downloads still and they're, they're they're all of the shows as a whole are on, are on a rise and the last few shows always do extremely well so uh, thank you for listening and obviously we would love to have some modern guests on as well. I know we've had a couple of guests, but relating to vintage, if if someone's out there that is really, really into their modern toys and fancies doing an interview with any one of us, we would love to welcome you on. But thank you for uh, for sticking with them on way. We hopefully it can can grow a bit better in the in the new year as um as we give Valentine's Funkos the love they need. <laughs> Obviously, if you want to contact us, you can email us at generationskywalker at gmail.com or find us across social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Generation Skywalker. Go to our website. We've got links to all our shows, all our enhanced shows, our blog posts, 
Can people contact us via the website, Craig? Is there links to the... There's links to everything on the website. There you go. So if you want to contact us, get us there. Get us there. And obviously go over to YouTube where uh, Craig enhances all the shows. We've got some um, unboxing videos over there as well as all our enhanced shows. And we've started doing Skywalker Blasts, are they called? Yeah, that's what we've that's what we've settled on. Skywalker Blasts, which are snippets from shows on one topic. So if you want to just focus on one thing, you can just go and, um, and find them. They should stick out because the whole page is orange at the moment and they're bright yellow. So uh, <laughs> they will uh, stick out like a sore thumb for the time being. But it is for this month. Gents, thank you all so much. Been great to get back in, uh, back in the seat and record. Um, some Star Wars nonsense with you, with you boys. Um, but it is goodbye from Grant. Yeah, good night, folks. Goodbye from Mark. Good night. Goodbye from Dan. It's definitely been the way. <laughs> goodbye from Craig. Here we go. And it is good night from me. We are Generation Skywalker. Thank you.